In today's conversation, you're going to hear how the head of growth from one of the fastest up-and-coming software companies went from selling shoes in college to now helping thousands of sales reps across North America manage their commissions and succeed in selling. You're going to get a lot of value from this, so stay tuned. Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Fung, and today we're speaking with Graham Collins, head of growth at QuotaPath. Graham, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Joseph? Doing really well. Uh, Looking forward to this conversation. I always enjoy chatting with you. Yeah, likewise. Um, So where are you calling in from today? I am in sunny Austin, Texas. Wicked. And uh, life is good in Texas right now. We're up in Ontario, so uh, we've got uh, kind of a good connection between us today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good here. We had a bit of rain this weekend, but, but things are looking really bright and sunny here. Awesome. So think a little bit about your journey. You've got some, some fun times. Uh, maybe you can help our audience start off. You know, where did you grow up and where did you go to school? Yeah, um, I grew up in Maine, um, so I, a little bit away from Texas. Um, and went to college at a, a little business school called Babson College that's mm-hmm. well-known for entrepreneurship, uh, but just about 2,000 students. So it's a little more unknown uh, outside of the Northeast. So one of the things that stuck out to me is your, your sales and entrepreneurial experience definitely started early. Uh, I mean, we, we joke about selling shoes, but you know, maybe you can help, help our audience understand, you know, what was the shoe connection there and... <laughs> How is that your entree into sales? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before shoes, I was a I was a middle school DJ. I DJed uh, middle school and high school dances with a mm-hmm. set of, of PA equipment. But no, my first real job was was selling shoes at a, a family owned shoe store in in Maine called Lamy Wellahan. Um, mm-hmm. And it was definitely a good exposure into sales. I, I earned commission. I um, was responsible for for learning a whole training curriculum, um, really wonderful organization to work for and, and taught me a whole lot about sales and, and how to treat customers because we were selling a, a pretty premium product. It wasn't a, you could, you could go a lot, buy shoes a lot cheaper on Zappos. So you had a good chance. You, you studied, uh, it was like economics and marketing college, but selling on the side, uh, you know, what I hear from a lot of folks is that they study marketing, but it doesn't prep them to sell. Did, did you see the same thing? You know, how would you compare the two worlds? Yeah, for sure. I, I think that most people who are interested in, sta- in sales study marketing because there are very few colleges that give you a sales uh, major. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that a lot of the courses at Babson prepared me well for sales, not necessarily because it taught me negotiation, although I did take a great negotiation course, but because we had to do a lot of presentations. And so I had to get mm-hmm. very familiar talking. I mean, and if I'm being honest with you, talking about things I didn't totally understand um, <laughs> in front of a large group of people. Um, Wait, what sales reps never have to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Or college students for that matter. Um, so giving giving presentations, presentations were a huge component of um, my, my time at Babson, your freshman year, your dropped into groups of 30 and you actually have to found a business. They grant you $5,000 at the time in 2007. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is now. And you actually have to buy inventory and, and sell, uh, sell something. We actually sold shoes oh. as well. 
sticking wow. with the theme. Um, <laughs> but that was a, a great learning experience for me. Okay, so you're you're selling shoes. You're you're applying your uh, your Babson uh, college uh, degree there, but you took a shift and you know went from selling goods to to selling you know services and information. Um, my my media info. How did that happen? How did you land that first role? Yeah, um, I I remember going in for the the interview and and them saying, well, you know, you, you don't have a background in sales. Um, and this is a full cycle account executive position. This was Mm -hmm. a little bit pre kind of the the SDR style role. Um, and I was saying, well, no, no, I have a background in sales. I sold shoes for, for six or seven years. And, um, I think they probably hid their scoffs. Um, but I I do believe that uh, it gave me a good background in selling to, to people. and, And really a big thing is, is just finding out, where their value lies and, and finding a, a way of pitching your services to, to meet their, their needs. So uh, I was speaking to a couple of our uh, students, the Uvaro students recently. Uh, one had been selling advertising. One had been selling Harley Davidson's and, and now they're getting into tech. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that keeps popping up is how do you properly portray that experience and convey value. And, and you did exactly that. So, you know, I'd love to hear what are some of the things that you think you did well, or some of the things you coach, uh, you know, people to do now that they're, they're trying to make that same leap, whether that's from shoes or Harley Davidson's into selling software, you know, what do you suggest people keep in mind? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, there are, you know, I, I hate the question, what keeps you up at night? Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's a really big thing is that you have to not only sell business value, but you have to sell personal value and and finding out what is important to people um, by asking questions. I, I very rarely um, answer questions as opposed to asking an additional question in response to uh, to a question asked to me by a prospect. Um mm-hmm. So I'd say that that's that's the most important thing is as soon as, especially early early stage reps are asked a question, oftentimes they just rush to the answer as opposed to asking a question in return and getting more information. Because generally the first question somebody asks is not not what what they want to know, it's it's what's top of mind for them. Mm. So if I think about that, I know I'm asking you to kind of cast your mind back, but are there any examples uh, where you, you had to do that, you know, discovery and deep dive when you were selling shoes? Because, I mean, I, I understand your comments and I, I struggle to imagine selling shoes and, and, and applying that. So, you know, we'd love to hear, is there a specific example that you gave or way that you, you know, conveyed that when you were switching from shoes to information? Yeah, absolutely. I, I ended up using a lot of my my shoe sales experience, um, and and I have a very vivid memory of a an example where I was selling a pair of shoes, and again, there there are sandals sitting out there for nineteen dollars a pair that I could have sold, and and I had mm-hmm. just sandals out back for two, three, four hundred dollars a pair, um, and again, it was a kind of a specialty shoe store, and so. Really, a, a person came in. She said she wanted a, a pair of sandals. She brought me the box, um, or, or she asked for a size, and I, I, I brought them to her. And she started walking around them, and I saw that she was kind of wincing a little bit. And I was like, you know, how how are those? How do they fit? And instead of instead of just immediately being like, okay, cool, you want to you want to buy those shoes? Um, she was like, you know, they they fit they fit pretty well. 
but then saying, well, I, I saw you wince a little bit. Like, w- what's going on? And she had um, what's called a hammer toe, if we're going to get really specific here, um, <laughs> in, the shoe, in the shoe terminology. Um, and so anyway, long story short, I asked about what each of her symptoms were and, and what was going on and, and was able to get her into a pair of $250 sandals that she ended up writing me a letter, a thank you card afterwards, because when she was wearing oh, wow. the sandals, they, they entirely did away with all of her pain. Um, and it was a win-win because I was earning commission off of that. So I made, I made uh, quite a bit of money off of it. And she totally did away with all of her, her foot, foot pain. That's fantastic. That is a fantastic example. I'm really glad I asked that question. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a gold mine right there. So thank you for sharing. Of course. Okay. So uh, my media info. This is kind of the first full cycle AE rule. Uh, you know what? What is it that you had to sell, and what was that motion like? Yeah. So again, full cycle, cold call all the way through to negotiate uh, and close. Mm-hmm. Um, I was selling. Um, two major things, a journalist database. So think, think of it as kind of like a, a Zoom info, but for journalists. Um, mm-hmm. And I was selling media monitoring services. So brands could use it to track what was being said about their their company within the news. Mm-hmm. So thinking a little bit about those, uh, it would have been an entirely different buyer than the time at maybe well in. Yeah, yes, certainly. <laughs> very, very different. Yep. I mean, maybe the same people, but buying totally different things, I suppose. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, you, you applied to that role with some expectations. And, and I mean, you stayed in that space for several years, multiple companies. Um, what's surprised you the most? I mean, what, what was the biggest gap between what you thought you were getting into and, and what that experience was actually like? Yeah, a, a big thing with within shoes is you don't often uh, require multiple demos and negotiation and follow-up <laughs> and involving other people in the decision. Um, yeah. So that was a, a pretty drastic change for me was going from the transactional model of somebody wants to buy a pair of Uggs, they can come in, they I fit them for a pair of Uggs, they walk out with the Uggs. Um, to I cold call somebody, tell them what we do, set a meeting, I run the meeting, they bring their boss in, they run a demo, we negotiate, they run a trial, and then they decide whether to buy or not to buy. And so that was a, a big change for me was, was learning that the sales process has more than the you know, greeting, fitting of the shoes or software, and clothes. Okay. So now if we reflect back, I mean, as a head of growth, you're now you know, responsible for, for hiring, staffing decisions. You work with thousands of sales reps. As you're looking to reps or looking to hire reps, if you're trying to assess that that ability to run a process, if somebody is coming out of a transactional business, if you're interviewing a, a shoe sales rep now, you know, what are some of the things that you might look for to gauge their ability to, to navigate that change? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think that one of the major things that I look for within interview processes and, and um, early stage employees is curiosity. Um, whether you ask questions and engaged questions as opposed to just, you know, what's the culture like, um, asking engaged questions about research you've done or things that I've said previously within the interview that shows Mm -hmm. me that, that you have the ability to think longer term than just getting the, the quick answer to, are you going to buy? Um, you know, one of my favorite questions is who else needs to be involved in this decision? Um, Instead of, is there anybody else that needs to be involved in this decision? And so questions like that where, um, you know, if I'm interviewing somebody and they say, 
you know, what are, what are the next steps in the interview process? Mm-hmm. That that's an okay question, but saying, you know, I saw that your boss is Kevin McEwen and, and the CEO is, is Eric Huddleston. I have to imagine that the VP of sales is probably involved in the decision early on when it comes to hiring a sales rep. Am I going to have a chance to meet with Kevin before we move forward or don't move forward? That's a much better question to me as part of an interview process. That's such a fantastic takeaway. I, I'm going to snag that language specifically to share with a couple of people. I love that. Thank you. Uh, thinking a little bit about you know your your journey, uh, I'd love to speed you know fast forward a little bit. Uh, quota path, head of growth. Um, this isn't you know about pitching your your company the product, but you have some pretty cool stuff. Uh, maybe you can help our audience. What's what is the elevator pitch? What does quota path do? Yeah, um, so we are a commission tracking tool. Uh, we help salespeople find out how much they have earned on deals that they've already closed, but also how much they will earn on deals that they're they're currently working on that are in their pipeline to kind of bring it back to the whole pipeline discussion. Um, now, earlier, we, we had the chance to talk about um, kind of goal setting and managing growth. And I'd love to hear your take on this. I mean, I'm not trying to be, be glib, but why does quota path matter? Does Isn't the company responsible for, for logging my commission and, and reporting on it? Like what's, what's the, the purpose there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, I bet, a lot of your listeners are thinking to themselves, you know, oh, I have an Excel spreadsheet to the, that I keep in order to track totally. this. And that's something yeah. that I, I kept for years and years. I still have it on my computer. I pull it up on demos sometimes. It's from 2011 to 2014. I have all of the, the deals that I closed, the amount of commission I earned on it and, and whatnot. And, and the major reason that I did that is a ton of research I've done. And um, you know, I'm sure you can link to Harvard Business uh, case studies and whatnot about the more you track your progress towards a goal, and this goes for mm-hmm. weight loss, this goes for sales, this goes for growth, the more you track your progress towards that goal, the more likely you are to achieve it. Mm. And the same thing can be done, it can be done in an Excel spreadsheet. Obviously, I'm, you know, without getting too pitchy, Quota Path allows you to do it as well. But if even if it's a, a post-it on your monitor that says, you know, I'm going to make 100 cold calls today, or I'm going to... Um, send 50 emails today and you check off every single email you sent, the more likely you are to achieve that because you're tracking your progress towards it. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I, we, I think we do a pretty good job of not making this show too pitchy, but I'm sure people will forgive me if we do this every so often. But if people <laughs> did want to try it out, um, I know you've got a, a solution that's free for reps. So I think our audience will appreciate that. Where would they go to do that? Yeah, just quotapath.com. Um, and, and you can sign up for a free account, connect your Salesforce and, and track your commissions and your, your quota attainment, your progress towards your goals automatically. Cool. Um, that's helpful. Uh, I want to, I'm going to come back to that. We'll make sure we link to it in the description. Um, but coming back again to your journey, you've had kind of the, the really fortunate opportunity to switch into tech, have a ton of great success there, but of all of those steps and all those moves, what, what are you most proud of so far? You know, what, do you, what would you consider your biggest accomplishment? Yeah, my my biggest accomplishment, I think, is um, actually a, a woman that, that I used to work with. Her name's Lily Yoon. She um, is leading, a, actually building out a sales development organization right now. But I would say that she kind of acts as the the uh, bellwether of my my success when it came to at at Trendkite, um, the which was my previous organization the promotions and the growth that I was able to see within the people that work for me. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I saw I, Lily started as, as an SDR. She became a senior SDR. She was one of the hardest workers, one of the best SDRs we had. We were able to then promote her into a manager, um, which was incredible. She was the best manager I had working on my team, working for me, um, which no offense to anybody else who worked for me as a manager. Um, and then when I when I actually left Trendkite, I, I spent about six months preparing her to take over my role for me. So um, oh, wow. I would say that, that Lily kind of marks the my crowning achievement, which has always been the people who worked for me being very successful in the world. I, I love how you you measured your your own accomplishment in the uh, the progress of others. That's wonderful. Um, casting your eyes forward, though, uh, what else do you still hope to accomplish? You know, if we were if we were chatting to to Graham of ten years in the future, you know, what would you hope to uh, congratulate him for having done? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um, ten years down the line. Um, current company, Quotapath, I'd, I'd love to see that into a, a successful SaaS organization as well. The past two companies I, I started with as early stage employees have gone through acquisitions, have gone through exits, which has been mm-hmm. um, really great. And so I'd, I'd love to see uh, Quotapath go through that. And then um, I'd really love to start working with entrepreneurs um, and in investment and advising in, in helping them grow, whether it's a sales team or an SDR organization or helping them really generate revenue out of the, the activities that they're doing. That's great. Uh, given your, your shark, I'm going to be sure you see that same success uh, this time around as well. <laughs> sure. Hope so. So I've got a couple of rapid fire questions uh, and then we can, can let you get back to uh, changing the lives of sales reps. Uh, <laughs> sure. you, you ready for them? I am. Okay. Um, now we know that you made some money as a DJ, um, but if we think back to your earliest uh, kind of childhood objectives, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh man! Um, initially, a professional wrestler, but I wasn't I'm not really sure why. I, I don't really know what, what that was about. Um, but when I when I entered high school, I had a, a teacher named Ozzy Holt who was a um, a businessman, retired businessman who became a, a high school teacher because I think he was bored. And um, so I really wanted to be a business person for a long time. There you go. Which is a weird thing to be a child wanting that, but it's the way it is. You're, uh, you're hoping to get that briefcase and everything? Yeah, I, I carried a briefcase <laughs> in high school. I was a nerd. <laughs> there you go. A briefcase okay. full of magic cards. <laughs> you know, I can, I can imagine that is such a great visual. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So you've had a chance to, to sell, I mean, your own services as a DJ shoes, PR services, software, uh, in all of that, over all that journey, what's been your favorite sales tool? Oh man. I think that call recording. I mean, I, I had way back in the day I had a, um, I mean, we're not really that far back in the day, but even had just like a manual recorder that plugged into my phone, recording calls, listening to yourself speak. It's one of the most painful things that people do. They, most people hate hearing their own voice. Um, but the more you listen to it and, and my pro tip is to speed it up by like 10% or 20%, then it doesn't sound like you. So it's not as big of a deal for you to listen to it. Um, <laughs> but, and I, and there are countless tools to do it now, but I would say that, that call recording in any format is my favorite sales tool. Great. Uh, I, I love that. Um, and then one more personal one, uh, outside of work, uh, movies, what's, what's your favorite movie? Oh, the iron giant. Oh, I, uh, that's such a good one. Yep. I have an, I have one tattoo and it's, it's, uh, the iron giant, um, holding up, uh, 
uh, well, there's uh, words underneath them that say you are who you choose to be, which is a, a line from the, uh, the movie, The Iron Giant. You are who you choose to be. I love that. Um, definitely going to pull that quote out. That's a fantastic one. Brand, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, really fun getting to chat with you. And some fantastic insights. There's a, a ton of value in this, and I'm sure that beyond just checking out Quotapath, a bunch of our audience is going to get value out of your answer. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm always happen, happy to connect with any of your listeners as well on LinkedIn. Well, if you, you heard that, Graham's LinkedIn link as well as the Quotapath site are in the description, so you can reach out and hit him up there because uh, he, he mentioned it, so fair game. <laughs> there you go. I always tell people I bought meetwithgram.com. If you go to meetwithgram.com, that's my calendar. So if you're feeling really bold, you can just book time. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Graham, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, likewise. Great chatting with you, Joseph. Likewise. We'll chat again soon. Sounds good. Bye.